you miss Canty and Carlin? football games to be excited about this weekend and it all starts in about two hours in a game you can hear right here on ESPN Radio number 11 Utah against number 4 USC in the Pac-12 championship game. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM channel 80. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance but no Canty, no Carlin today. I'm Gabe Neitzel along with Shea Cornette as we are having fun with getting you ready for that to big football weekend and to help us break down some of the great things happening in college football with their championship weekend, it's Bill Connolly, ESPN college football writer joining us here on Canty and Carlin and where I want to start Bill is the Heisman Trophy because last week it seemed like Caleb Williams had some of those Heisman moments where he ran 80 yards total for a 20 yard run but a great play where he was able to escape and run around and it seems like it's his to lose is there any way that Caleb Williams can have that Heisman Trophy slip out of his grasp this weekend or is it pretty much locked up and it's going to be Caleb Williams in about a week lifting that Heisman Trophy over his head. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume there are some scenarios on the table. You know, you throw seven picks, they lose to Utah by 50, something like that. I mean, we could get crazy. But I do think the way this race has played out uh, over these past few weeks, we kept waiting for somebody to, to seize control and waiting and waiting. And Hennon Hooker gets hurt and Blake Coram gets hurt. Uh, but I think last week with C.J. Stroud struggling against Michigan and uh, you know, Caleb Williams just toying with Notre Dame. I, I would assume that that pretty much locked it up, barring something absolutely wild. Because if he doesn't win it, if he goes out and throws seven picks, I don't, I don't know who does. I guess Stroud, but I don't, I don't think that's. I, I think it's pretty much Caleb Williams is here. I, it would have to be something wild tonight. Yeah, I agree with you, Bill. So let's go to that game tonight. Obviously, Pac-12 championship game between Utah, who beat USC earlier this season. Do you think it's going to be a similar game where it's close down the stretch? Do you think USC is a better football team? How do you see this shaking out? Yeah, I mean, on paper, both teams are about the same as they were, uh, you know, a month and a half ago. USC's offense is probably better than it was uh, when they played. The defense might not even be that ba- as bad as it was uh, a month and a half ago. It might be worse than it was. Uh, Utah's kind of the opposite right now. I feel like their offense is fading a little bit, but their defense, the run defense has come along really nicely. Uh, they were in a kind of a bad stretch there um, defending the run right around that period with USC, but they've barely given up even 50 yards to a team since. So um, it, it feels like it feels even. The, the matchups have changed slightly, but it still feels like an extremely even battle. And USC, USC can't slip up, I don't think, so they, they better pull it out. Talking with Bill Connolly, ESPN College Football writer here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel. She's Shea Cornette in for the guys this evening. Uh, let's go to the Big 12 championship game and TCU because they seem to be the most vulnerable in the eyes of many despite having that you know number three in front of them. It would seem that they have a little bit of a buffer. Uh, but they're only favored by two points against Kansas State tomorrow. What do you think about that matchup? Is TCU vulnerable in that matchup? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because Kansas State's a top-ten level team. Um, they 
since Will Howard took over in that uh, lineup, which you know, first game he played this year was against TCU. Uh, he scored, they scored four straight touchdowns. They're up 18 points. Howard gets hurt in the second half a little bit. Everything falls apart for them. But they blew out Oklahoma State. They blew out Baylor. They won four games at least by, I can't remember, was it 18 or 20 points each since then? Um, I, they, this is a really, really good football team. This is two pretty similar teams overall, both extremely explosive on offense, pretty efficient, but not amazing on defense. Um, and just like USC Utah on paper, these two games are as just about as even as the uh, in the rematch as they were the first time they were played. So, no, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see if TCU loses a close game. I'm not completely sure where they stand with the committee when it comes to comparing them versus Ohio State. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend losing because they don't want to find out. But they might still get in if they were to lose the close one. Kansas State only wins blowouts, though, so they got to be careful here because they could run it up. All right, let's go to the SEC and the Big Ten Championship. They both have huge spreads, and, and Georgia and Michigan favored big time in both of these games. Which of those two teams would you say Georgia or Michigan can be most vulnerable this weekend? Well, just the fact that they're playing Purdue, it feels like uh, you know Purdue's the the team that spoils parties better than anybody historically. But I think in terms of matchups, unless Michigan really does have a letdown, and what we saw last year from them in the Big Ten championship is they didn't let down at all after beating Ohio State. The matchups here, I just don't love them for uh, either team really, but especially for Purdue, I think they can they can you know force field goals and force turnovers and do kind of typical underdog things. Uh, They could stick around, but this is one of the on paper, one of the worst division champions we've seen in the championship game era. And uh, Michigan should roll if they're on there, you know, if they're playing well. Bill Connolly joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Of course, Bill, ESPN's college football writer, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Gabe Nitzel along with Shay Cornett. So let's say one of those teams stumbles, whether it's USC, whether it's TCU. Is it Ohio State that's waiting in the wings? Or could there be a surprise and Alabama somehow leaps into the college football playoff should somebody stub their toe this weekend? Yeah, the most straightforward thing is if USC loses – Ohio State's in. I mean, I think just knowing what we know about the what the rankings currently are, that one's pretty easy. But it does get a little weird. Uh, number one, if both TCU and USC lose, then I, I do think it's going to be, if, if this is the case where Kansas State just comes out and blows TCU out, wins by 40 or something, I think Alabama starts to get a look in that scenario. The one I can't decide on, though, like I mentioned earlier, is if TCU loses the close one, USC wins, and it comes down to TCU versus Ohio State. Ohio State... The committee loved Ohio State until last week. I liked them a lot more than they liked TCU. We knew that from the initial ranking. So I, that one's going to be kind of interesting. I, you know, a lot of us are out here rooting for new blood in the playoff, and I, I, you know, TCU would certainly have a case to be made. Committee still might like Ohio State, though. That's the one I can't quite figure out. Bill, before we let you go here, um, whether these teams win or lose, if they're close games across the board in these conference championships, do you think that there's a chance we see these four teams stay where they are, but maybe the order is shaken up a little bit? Um, oh, yeah, that's the order will be interesting. I think, I mean, if, if all let's, you know, in some scenario where we say they all lose, um, I, first of all, I don't think USC gets in. I think USC absolutely has to win. Um, they, you know, they played catch up, but again, they were really far behind Ohio state till last week. I don't think they have any 
maneuverability here. But otherwise, it is kind of, you know, you figure Georgia and Michigan are close enough at this point that how they perform, if Michigan performs better and they both have the same result, then that one could shake up a little bit. But otherwise, I think we kind of know – we know the pecking order here. It would be shocking if USC, if everybody wins and USC stays, at, at, you know, jumps to third or something. That'd be pretty shocking. I think we kind of know the situation more than we know in most years. So that's that's something. I mean, I, I like chaos. I like not knowing stuff, but I think we know a lot of stuff this year. Bill, we certainly appreciate the time. Have fun watching all these college football games. Championship weekends, again, begins in just a little under two hours tonight right here on ESPN Radio with number 11 Utah taking on number four USC in that Pac-12 championship game. Thank you. Bill Connolly, ESPN College Football writer. What game are you looking forward to most this weekend, Shay, in terms of uh, college football? I'm a big fan. 10 girls so i feel like michigan purdue probably um i I don't know all of them georgia lsu is a good i mean all of them really i'm looking forward to tonight too because i want to see what usc could do and my goodness what a job lincoln riley has been able to do in his first year there and caleb Um, williams is just so much fun to watch he is uh and i'm excited to see the big 12 championship and i'm gonna hope for tcu's sake that they don't have history repeating itself, and and I, really, I, honestly, I, I can't pick one. What about you, Gabe? I don't yeah, know. I, I think it's tonight, just because I, I had so much fun watching Caleb Williams kind of run around and solidify that Heisman candidate candidacy that he had last week against Notre Dame. So I'm curious to see if he can follow that up, and I think he is, and it's going to be an exciting game tonight against Utah. So I think that's the one I'm looking forward to the most is that Pac-12 championship game, just because USC's probably, you know, I, I, haven't gotten to watch them as much as some of the other teams being in the Midwest. So watching more of Caleb Williams is what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I guess Michigan-Purdue is the only one of the four that doesn't have two ranked teams going at it. Yeah. So maybe that's an easy one to eliminate. Um, And yet somehow that point spread is smaller than LSU-Georgia. Right. Right. True. But only by a half point, right? Isn't it? Uh, it Yeah, one point. One yeah, point, point. seventeen okay. and a half, sixteen and a half. But still, okay. that's that's crazy to think that about. That is crazy. That is crazy to think about. So I don't know. I'm. It's going to be a great weekend in college football. And then you got the ACC championship game, which doesn't matter a ton, but it's still a Power Five conference. It's just, it's just a good our last really full weekend of college football. So everyone get out there and enjoy it for sure. This weekend preview brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today to see all the ways you could save. Could Tom Brady return to the Patriots in 2023? We'll discuss that coming up next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
you miss Canty and Carlin? Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Gabe Neitzel, Shea Cornett. In for the guys this evening, week 13 of the NFL season, lots of great games coming up on Sunday. You've got great college football that starts tonight into tomorrow, but week 13 did start last night. Bills beat the Patriots 24-10. Bills now have won three games in a row after dropping back-to-back games, maybe back on their upward trajectory toward the playoffs. But last night was really more about the Patriots as they continued to struggle on offense. As Mac Jones was seen yelling on the sidelines, dropped a couple of expletives, was not happy about throwing the ball underneath, maybe turning around handing it off. He wanted to take some shots downfield, felt that's what the Patriots needed to do to get back into the ball game. That obviously did not happen. And here's what Mac Jones had to say after the game about that sideline blow-up. Obviously, just kind of let my emotions get to me, but, you know, we're kind of playing from behind, and what I said was about throwing it deeper in the short game. You know, I, I got to execute that part better, but it's the short game that we kept going to, which was working, but I felt like we needed chunk plays, and, you know, I shouted that out to kind of get everyone going, and that's emotional. That's football. I'm passionate about this game, and obviously you don't want to get your emotions that, you know, get the best of you, but, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Like, it wasn't directed at anybody, just emotion coming out, and we kind of needed a spark. So Mac Jones last year, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, played all 17 games for the Patriots. This year, seven touchdowns, seven picks, he had an injury, and he's played in nine games this year for the Patriots, Shea. But what, how big of an issue do you have uh, for Mac Jones kind of blowing up and yelling on the sidelines last night? All right, so a few things here. You just pointed out his stats, and those are, like, obviously touchdowns to interceptions and those ratios. But if you look at his completion percentage or his yards per attempt or yards per completion percentage, like, all those are virtually the same. So while it feels like there's been a drop-off in decision-making, I don't know that there has been in accuracy, if that makes sense. And then in terms of the Patriots, their third down, red zone, offensive points per game, and yards per play, all down significantly from a year ago. So let's state the obvious. Their offense stinks, and it's going <laughs> in the wrong direction, okay? And so a blow-up on the sideline, and then the transparency that we get in the post-game press conference, I'm fine with. I think he's right. I, I don't think that that frustration was directed at one direct person. I think he was saying it in general, so everyone was on the same page. He's the quarterback. He sees things from a different angle than everyone else. And I think, obviously, this is getting to the point now where everything that we had talked about in the offseason, and I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't think it'd go this way. I tend to sometimes think that Bill Belichick is the smartest person in the room. Not that he's acting like it, like that he actually is. And I thought for sure he had a different plan or vision for how this offense is going. But unfortunately, I think there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, and I don't think Mac Jones is equipped or has enough experience to handle the fact that he doesn't have one singular voice in his hear- in his ear. Herm Edwards talked about this earlier today on the show here on Canty and Carlin. You and I talked about this, game, and then I told you I had a text exchange with Coach Charlie Weiss because we used to work together, and obviously he used to be the offensive coordinator there in New England as well. And so I think it's just – it's not – 
it's not gelling and it's not he's not clicking and it's going the wrong way. Now, it doesn't help that he doesn't have weapons. This is the exact reason why Tom Brady got out of New England in the first place was because he felt like he didn't have enough to work with. Yes, Ramon J. Stevenson has been great, but like that's not enough. And even yet still, that run game has not been enough. And so for me, I feel like not only does Mac Jones need some help, in a big way, but he also needs some help with someone who knows this offense better than he does, better than his players do, that it's not too many cooks in the kitchen. It's all a recipe for disaster, and I think it's now coming to fruition as, we, as we're in week 13 here in the NFL. One of the things that Kirk Herbstreit pointed out on the broadcast last night is is how smart Mac Jones is, and, and clearly I think that was relayed upon from Saban to Belichick and the relationship yeah. that they have, and Maybe they just decided to lean on and put too much on Mac Jones too early. You know, if, if Tom Brady was still there, I, I don't think you could. I think you could get away with not having that one voice if you have that veteran quarterback who knows the offense inside and out. Mac Jones just isn't there yet, and right. that's the mistake. And even though the Patriots, I think, have a lot of, they're going to have a lot of money. They're going to have decisions to make this offseason. Priority number one for Bill Belichick has to be reorganizing that offensive staff, however it looks, make sure you have a clear hierarchy so you can develop Mac Jones in the best way that you can. Because as you mentioned, the, the, the completion percentage is still there. The yards per attempt is still there. And if you can get some weapons around him and reorganize him, get him that good coaching that he needs, I think you can see that upward trajectory once again for Mac Jones. I mean, and come on, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, like what are we talking about here? <laughs> Like, they're both good coaches. I'm not trying to say that. But, like, did we think that they were going to resurrect this offense that that was decent last year? But, like, it's going the wrong way. I don't know that these are the two guys to be in a young man's ear to help him ascend the way that the Patriots really want him to ascend. I, was that mean? I just, like, come on. You know what I mean, Gabe? I mean, if, if it is mean, it's too late. You already said it. So <laughs> I, there's no taking it back. You already threw it out there. I, I don't know what you want me to. And is it a little mean? Yes. But again, is, is it the truth? Yeah, it's I, definitely the truth. Come on. There's nothing wrong with that. What are we talking about here? Like, are we really that surprised? I don't uh, know. Well, what about this? Because this seems to be now the hot rumor that everybody wants to talk about. The Buccaneers are struggling. Could we see free agent Tom Brady still want to play and potentially return to the Patriots in 2023? Again, expected to have $100 million cap space this offseason. That rumor already starting to make its rounds. But then what would happen to Bailey Zappi? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is you awesome. Could, you could develop Bailey Zappi. He could be the quarterback exactly. of the future. Exactly. Uh, this is awesome, and I, I love this rumor for so many reasons. But, uh, yeah, I I hate that I never thought of this until this week when it started to kind of come out and multiple outlets and multiple people said that they wouldn't be surprised by this move. And I'm like, you're right. I wouldn't be either. I wouldn't be surprised by it. I think Bill would put his stubbornness to the side and welcome it with open arms. I think Brady would do the same. There's familiarity there. Maybe they work together in the offseason to bring in some extra weapons and just give it one last fighting chance and right off into the sunset. I love this. And, hey, look, if you're looking for someone to listen to and learn that has a veteran presence and you're Mac Jones, I mean, is there anyone better than Tom Brady? So this is a win-win for me, and I, I secretly oh. hope that these rumors are true. <laughs> Tom Brady, a starting quarterback slash offensive coordinator? Hey, he taught Jimmy Garoppolo a thing or two, had Why? didn't he? Right? Yeah, but, to, again, step one, if that were to happen – you need more weapons. True, if he true. left because you yeah, didn't have any weapons, that situation has not gotten any better. 
for the New England Patriots. True. I mean, unless Gronk's coming with them. I mean, I don't know. Is everyone <laughs> going to return? I'm not sure. Just um, want it back yeah, one more no. time. Yeah, do it one more time. Bowl season is looming. Tune in tomorrow night for the ACC championship game. It's presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge is coming down the stretch, and Shay is going to get in on that action. She's going to represent this show. We'll dive into that. Coming up next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Everyone should be nervous. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Shay's going to show off her gambling knowledge and make some picks coming up here in a second. I'm Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Neitzel. She is Shay Cornette in for Canty and Carlin this evening. And all season long, ESPN Radio has had their Pick'em Challenge. Three games each and every week. They've been keeping standings. Uh, Canty and Carlin, middle of the pack right now, a little below 500. But because you are going, you are on the show this week and you are going to be on the show again next week, Shay, uh, everybody thought it would be a good idea for you to make picks this week and next week. Everybody can track them to see if Canty and Carlin would have been better off going with your picks in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. All right, I'm ready to do it. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of us. ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Let's go ahead and start with (laughs) game number one. Okay. Titans at Eagles. Eagles at home. They are five-point favorites. Who do you have coming out on top in that matchup? Okay, so from what I understand, I'm picking um, with a spread here. I'm not yes, picking, picking against, teams yes. to win outright. And so I will take the Titans in this to cover the five. Um, I think the Titans are due for one. I think the Eagles have proved to be vulnerable the last couple of weeks. And while it would make sense for the Eagles to come out and make a statement after having those vulnerable last two games, I don't think it's this week that it happens. I think the Titans keep it close. I realize they are very one-dimensional, but I think the Eagles do win, but the Titans cover. Yeah, and they've been able to, in their losses, outside of the getting blown out by the Bills, they've been able to keep all their games tight in the losses. So maybe five points seems to be a little too much. I, 
I, I want to say, yes, the Eagles are going to make this bounce back, but they just, over the last three weeks, they, they seem to have lost a little bit of that luster. I yeah, do look, like that pick. If this line was like three or two and a half, I probably wouldn't have gone that way. Sure. Five, more, like more than a field goal feels like enough for me to lean Titans here, so I'm going to do that. Let's go ahead and move on to game number two. Dolphins at 49ers. I don't know if this game or the next game is the game of the week, but this one certainly has a lot of intrigue with both these teams fighting for positions within their respective conferences. 49ers, the home team, they are favored by four points over an explosive Dolphins offense. Who you got, Shay? I want to do Niners so bad here, (laughs) but I'm not. I'm going to go Dolphins to cover. Uh, I think the Dolphins will cover the four points. I, I was like, you've heard me this whole show, Gabe, haven't I? Niners, Niners, Niners. Yep. And I'm going to go Dolphins here. Um, yeah, I like the Dolphins. Too much speed, accuracy from Tua, that defense is playing good, the Mike McDaniel understanding Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan benefit, uh, him understanding Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean Dolphins here. Okay, so I'll take the Titans to cover. I'll take the Dolphins to cover. What else you got? Man, back to back dogs. She's she's yeah. feeling the underdogs this week. Yeah. All right. She's already calling it. She wants Game Three. Let's get to Game Three. <laughs> Chiefs at Bengals. The Bengals are a home underdog. They're catching two points at home. Shay, are you gonna make it three for three and take all three underdogs in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge this week? Okay, so Chiefs aren't at home. They're on the road. They're playing Bengals in Cincy. Yes. So um so Chiefs ugh, no. So okay, let me think through this here. Jamar Chase is back, maybe yeah. Joe Mixon looks like Joe Mixon's trending in the direction of being back. I mean, are the Bengals really going to beat the Chiefs three times in a row? Like, that's that's what I'm having trouble with. Like, I think the Bengals can beat the Chiefs. Like, that's a, it's not that. It's not the singular game. I'm just thinking three times in a row, are the Chiefs really going to let the same team beat them when it matters? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. That's, that's what I'm struggling with here. And while I feel like, yeah, if these two face each other again, I'd go Bengals all day. And I know they're capable of it, especially with Jamar Chase being back in the fold. Joe, uh, Joe Mixon questionable, but looking to hopefully clear concussion protocol and get back. Tough for me. Um, I, I'm going to go Chiefs on this one. I am going to go Chiefs. I want to take the Bengals. There's just something about this game that tells me three times in a row, I don't think Andy Reid's going to let that happen. I don't. So I'm going to go Chiefs here. Um, I like Chiefs with the, with minus two. So to recap in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, Shea is taking, t- you're taking the Titans plus five. Yep. But you don't think they necessarily win. You think they just keep nope, it close and cover. I just think cover. they cover. Yep. Uh, you're taking Dolphins plus four. Are the Dolphins going to win outright? Yep. Yep. I okay. like Dolphins win outright. Mm-hmm. And yep. so that clearly, you know, covering the four. Yep. And then you're taking the Chiefs on the road at the Bengals. So two dogs and one favorite. Yep, yep, and then I'll t- take the Chiefs on the road, the Bengals. I didn't want to, I, and I, like, literally, we talked about this you, before we did this segment, and I completely flipped, I think, all three of them. I think you did, too. Why wouldn't I? Because <laughs> um, I talked myself out of it. The Chiefs, the three times thing really gets me. I just, I can't, I can't. I can't do it. Nope. See, yeah, that's, I, I, and, and in that Dolphins game, I really, I'm, I'm with you, I really want to take the Dolphins, but there's just something about the Niners at home where I think that defense is really going to come to shine and, and have some sort of answer because it goes the other way too. Like 
Kyle Shanahan also knows Mike McDaniel. Like, the relationship goes both ways. The relationship, though, I think is the McDaniel knowing Garoppolo and some of the weaknesses he might be able to help out with the defense in terms of attacking Jimmy. I think that's where that advantage comes in right, for Miami. Like Mike McDaniel was not the head coach for the Niners. Like, he didn't have to focus on 100 other things the way Kyle Shanahan had to the last couple of years. So I, I think there's an advantage there. Um I also will say, though, there is something about those cross-country games that make me nervous sometimes with these players. I don't care when kickoff is. Your body clock's just not adjusted. I think that's a three-hour swing, obviously, for the Dolphins going to the Niners. Now, uh, it, warm weather, fine, whatever. But I, there's just something about it. I don't know. That game does make me a little nervous. But I just think the Dolphins are so fast. Like, they can maybe yeah, they expose are. that defense a little bit more than other teams have been able to. Um, so that's why I like the Dolphins in that game. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't seem like the Dolphins should have to make any more statements than they've already made in terms of some of the wins that they've been able to pick up this season, the biggest one being over the Bills early. And I know Tua got hurt, but they've he has just been playing so incredibly well this year. That's going to be certainly the matchup of the week for me, that Dolphins offense versus the 49ers defense should be a fun one yeah. to keep an eye on. That's for, for sure. sure. We're going to be ending the show the way we always do, three and out. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Giving advice, we've gotten Doug Gazarian's advice in terms of what plays you should be making this weekend and throughout the course of the night. On Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel Lady. I'm Gabe Nigel, Shea Cornette. We are in for the guys. And just because Carlin's not here doesn't mean he's not going to give you a play of the night. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Ah, yes, a little Friday play of the day. Canty. I say we go NBA tonight, and, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks were pretty good to us the other night. They've been good to us all season, Carlin. They really have been. We hit a couple of parlays rocking with the Milwaukee Bucks. So why not go back to the the well? Well, the only thing is they're going up against your team, the Lakers. What that mean? Do do you have a problem betting against your own team? Well, I mean, if it's going to be painful for me to watch the product that the Lakers insist on putting out the floor, at least I can make a little coin on fading them, right? I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to fade the Lakers. The Bucks minus eight and a half in this little parlay, a primetime parlay, if you will. Hello. Drew Holiday, very good to us the other night on the rebounds with six. And uh, the over is four and a half, just like it was the other night. We're going back to the well there. Love it. Love it. Okay. And then just for something for you to root for with the Lakers, we're going to go with LeBron total assists over five and a half. I like that? I like that. LeBron feeling good about his game, 30-plus point performance the other night. Why not? Okay, so it is Bucks minus 8.5. It is Drew Holiday over 4.5 rebounds. 
It is LeBron over five and a half assists. Nice little payout right here what on we Caesar got? Sportsbook. What we got? Plus 625. Ooh, that's juicier that than juicy. Kanye dropping the bomb about CP3 last night. Oh, God. Didn't see that coming at the end. I was really neither, excited. Neither. Really excited. Because they were talking about my bucks. They're in on my bucks. And then I became uncomfortable with the CP3 thing at the uh-huh, end. Uh-huh. So we're just going to ignore that and let's go ahead and get to three and out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. We've been spending a lot of time talking about football, understandably so. Week 13 of the NFL season, championship weekend in college football. But there is a different kind of football, soccer, tomorrow morning, World Cup Team USA taking on the Netherlands, and Christian Pulisic has been cleared to play. He's been dealing with that pelvic contusion that he sustained when he scored the only goal in their 1-0 defeat of Iran, and Friday's confirmation that he is going to be playing tomorrow. Does that make you more excited for Team USA tomorrow, Shay? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, look, I, I want the stars to play and I want good teams to win. Like I, I'm not a, a, a weird sports fan. Like uh, that's what I want to see. Christian Pulisic being back in the fold for team USA is, is huge. It's massive. And let's just be like completely honest here. And I, I think I can say this because he poked fun at it a little bit. A contusion usually is like a glorified bruise, right? Like if he's just yeah. banged up a little bit, we're talking about the world cup here. This is not just like a friendly that we're playing on a random Tuesday. So, um, um, having him back in the fold is huge, and I hope it gives a little bit of boost, one that we need here for the U.S. to, to continue to move on in the World Cup. Well, let's go ahead and listen to Christian Pulisic talk about his unfortunate injury. This might be too much information, but like, can you tell us what exactly like you were feeling when you woke up the next morning after the game, for example, and what exactly a pelvic contusion is? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, a pelvic contusion, you know. Um, just, it's, it's not a euphemism, Henry. It's what it sounds like. No, but at the same time, it's not. Like, I didn't get, like, hit in the balls, but, like, it, it's not like, I'm all right. I'm all right. It was very painful, and it, it just, you know, that bone is there for a reason to protect you, I think, and I, I, I hit it well, and uh, it was sore, but, uh, like I said, I'm getting better. All right, there he cleared, he cleared up all go. the mystery. He's fine. He's going to From- be all right. Well, ice is going to be good to go. Yeah, so he's he's cleared. He's going to be ready from uh, to take on the Netherlands for the U.S. men's national soccer team tomorrow. Speaking of returns, you just heard Canty and Carlin talking about it in Carlin's play of the night. Chris Middleton returning to the Bucks tonight. He suffered a knee injury last year during the playoffs, but that's not what's been keeping him out. Instead, it's been a wrist injury. He's missed the first 20 games of the season. As Chris Middleton back with the Bucks tonight as they take on the Lakers, a game that's going to be televised on ESPN. Yeah, without Chris Middleton, the Bucks are still second in the East and have the second best record in the uh, entire association. Um, so they don't necessarily need him, but I, even Giannis has said himself, like having him back on the floor makes his job fun, at more fun and more easy. And so um, 
I'm happy for the Bucks to have him back. I think this is a big deal. I also know Chris Middleton, on top of dealing with injuries, was dealing with a loss in his family. And so there's been a lot of things that have led to this return finally for him. And I think it'll be like a little bit of a breath of fresh air for not only this entire Bucks team, but for Chris Middleton as well. So I'm really looking forward to having that quote-unquote big three back in Milwaukee. Gabe, as I'm sure you are too. No. I, I think Chris Middleton's one of the more underrated players in the NBA. He proved it during that stretch when they won the championship a couple of years ago. Yep. And if Giannis wants you back, that's about as high of praise as you can receive from your teammates when the best player in the league wants you back and thinks that his job is more fun when you're out on the floor with him. So that's a little more uplifting news. This one has me scratching my head a little bit, Shay. Uh, so apparently... Former Saints quarterback Drew Brees is alive and well. People were worried about him earlier today because he had a staged lightning video. It went viral this morning on social media. Uh, so people had to reach out to him. They were, they were concerned because there was a video of him getting ready for a commercial for the comp- sportsbook company Sportsbet. Internet erupted after the video went viral because it looked like he was struck by a bolt of lightning and the camera kind of jostles all over the place, so you think it might be real. But instead, Breeze later confirmed he had not been hit by lightning. He was fine. Points bet finally followed up with a statement to admit that the lightning scene in the promotional shoot was indeed fake. I am all the way out on this. Fake lightning strikes to get publicity. I'm out. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, if you have to explain your joke, your joke's not very funny. You know what I mean? Like... uh, this is dumb. <laughs> is there a better word? This is stupid. Like, why would you do this just to get clicks and then have to go backtrack and be like, just kidding. Someone wasn't actually because there are people who have been hit by lightning and probably don't think yeah. this is funny at all. And so um, struck by lightning, I should say. So, yeah, I'm I'm out on this. This is a waste of time and energy and a waste of apologies. You didn't have to do this in the first place. I have opinion. a hard time believing that Drew Brees would agree to this. That's like the hard part for me. Somebody from from this Maybe company points didn't... bet. Maybe, Maybe he didn't, didn't know. think it would be as realistic as it was, though. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, if someone sold this to me, I'd think it would be a clear joke. And clearly it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. That because I can't been. imagine going, okay, Drew, you're going to get struck by lightning. We're going to make it look real. How do you feel? This is how we're going right. to drum up promotion for us. And him going, I don't know, guys. That seems kind of sketchy. Don't you? And, and it felt it, the whole thing just makes me not feel very good. And, and I can't imagine that that is the kind of promotion that this company was looking for. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out on um, fake lightning strikes. I'm out on any fake injuries, quite frankly. So no thank you to this. Yeah, it's yeah, and, and again, I'm, I'm glad that Drew Brees is alive and well, but I'm questioning some of the judgment that he has certainly been pulling off um, to, to be a part of this whole promotional thing. Most of you coming up next are going to be taken to the pregame of the Pac-12 championship game between Utah and USC. This has been Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.